You're listening to a Southern Star Media Production. Thanks for listening to the Southern Star Election 2020 podcast. Don't forget to pick up this week's Southern Star for all the latest election news, including interviews with candidates, analysis and comment. Available every Thursday in shops across West Cork and online from anywhere in the world via www.southernstar.ie. The Southern Star, your go-to destination for election 2020. Hello and welcome to the Southern Star's Election 2020 podcast. My name is Siobhan Cronin and I am the news editor of the Southern Star. In this episode, Emma Connolly meets up with the IFA's Harold Kingston to find out what's on West Cork Farmers' election wish list and reporter Jackie Kyo is on the streets of Bantry chatting to voters. But first, we invited independent councillor Alan Coleman into our Star Studio to tell us how he is finding the canvas for election 2020, given that he has such a huge area to cover with his team and just a few weeks to do it. Welcome to the Star Studio. Thank uh, you very much. Councillor Coleman. Tell us, when did you decide to throw your hat in the ring for, for this? Well, I, I had a very good outcome of the local elections last May, so that kind of put it in my head. <clears throat> and uh, after Christmas, you know, when the announcement was made, um, I was contacted by a number of people and I said, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a go. Um, right. I certainly won't die wondering anyway. Yeah. So it's uh, uh, I had a, a good run the last time. And I would hope this time to build on that, build on the local election results of last May, which I got in the eastern end of the constituency, and build on the, the vote that I got in 2016. Right. And uh, what would be the three main issues that you'd be campaigning on now, Dan? Well, I think the big national issues, I think, are the affordability of houses right. for regular couples who are just finding that they're not able to get on the housing ladder. I think that's a big issue. The state takes a huge chunk of, of, of the income of any house. So that's one big issue for me. I think another is childcare. I think we need to take uh, early years childcare seriously. It shouldn't be a second mortgage for a family. And uh, I think it's really holding back uh, a lot of families. And I think that's, that's a big issue for me. <clears throat> and obviously, you know, being a farmer myself, agriculture and rural right. services are, are very important to this constituency and to me personally as well. Right. And has the pe- pensions issue come up now in the last few days? It's, it's getting a it, lot of it, attention. Um, yeah, this, this week it's just come up from, from absolutely nowhere. <clears throat> personally, it might be a popular thing to, to say, but I think right. it is a good idea over, the, over a period of time to have the pension age raised. But you need to make a lot of other changes as well. You know, you can't have people just being having their, their terms of employment ending at 65 and moving the pension on to 67. Obviously, there was no giant up thinking whatsoever went into what is, I think, in the long term, is a, a reasonable idea, but very, very poorly implemented and obviously got no oversight when it was going through all in and nobody saw the, the pitfalls that it created for people. And uh, I think that has to be addressed. And uh, do you think people <coughs> who want to maybe retire at 65, I know a lot of people don't, mm-hmm. but the people who do and felt when they were starting out that that's when they would be packing it in. Yes, yes. Um, what do you think should happen between well, there and 67 or 68? Well, at the moment you have to go on job seekers, <coughs> which just doesn't seem to make sense it's if you want to retire. It is, yeah. And, and I, I, think there need, there needs, I think there should be a graduated pension for those who want to leave early and that you go on to your full pension at the pension age, which is would be rising to 67 and in, in over the next 10-15 years might even rise another bit as life expectancy goes on. But uh, I think just changing that one f- aspect without adjusting all the other things and the contracts that the people are in is very unfair on people. Right. 
Now, you've always been very active on social media, and I, I know you did a very slick video called A Day in the Life, I think, mm -hmm. before the last general election. So things have changed a lot. The environment has changed a lot since then, I think, on social media. So how, how are you finding it these days? Do you find yeah. it a bit harsher than it was back then? A bit harsher, yes. Social, well, I, I, don't use, I don't use Twitter. I, right. I, but I, I'm more a Facebook guy. Um, but I, I think that, um, you know, the last time we did a video, we were probably first out of the yes. trap, so it was a bit different. Um, everybody's doing it now. So, <laughs> so I just noticed from the last local election, maybe a little less could be more in terms of, of, of social media. So I, I've eased back a little bit, but I think it's still a very important platform, but I think it's one that politicians should use maybe more sparingly. Well, I'm using it a little more sparingly. People want to get your message, but they don't want overkill. But how do you find it uh, on the re receiving end? The receiving people end? have got a lot more aggressive, I think. They've got more aggressive. Now, I, uh, I understand that people on, on Twitter are even more aggressive, so I don't just use Twitter. But I, I, on Facebook, you know, you get some negative comment, but, you know, it, it's, it's a mix. It's not much different than being at the doorstep. Maybe a little worse, a little worse, but... Um, it's par for the course when you're seasoned it is, yeah. But you know, people put up nice comments as well. But uh, I think people who gets, would get sick of you if you put if you're putting too much up all the time, you right. know. So uh, that's that's my take on it Less at the moment, anyway. Right. Yeah. Um, now there's quite a few high-profile contenders in this constituency. We have two sitting TDs, we have a senator, we have a county mayor. Do you think there's room for an independent? Well, um, we, 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 have a we, ha we have a city independent at the moment, yes, the but, um, I think there is. Look, it's a different election than, than, six, than 16. Um, there are more, Fianna uh, running two, Fine Gael last time had two TDs, this time they're running with no TD. Uh, we've a sitting independent this time, we didn't have the last time, so there's a lot of change. And um, I'd be hoping that if I can build on the vote I got, as I said earlier, that uh, I would be able to attract transfers. Who knows? It's up to the public if they want if they want me as their TD or not. But I'm certainly available, willing to do the job, and I think I'd give it a good shot if, if the public uh, were of a mood to elect me. Right now, if elected, and if Fianna Fáil are the biggest party, and I think the polls are tilting that way slightly at the moment, how would you feel about doing any deals with the party that you had a pretty public falling out with? Well, in I've, um, you know, I, I'm in politics a while now, and you know, you have to, you know, what happens yesterday, you have to put it behind you and move on. Uh, I, I'm one of the leaders in the in, independent group in the council at the moment, and we have a deal with Fianna Fáil in terms of the mayorality and, and other things in, in the council for five years. After the next election, there'll be two main blocks, Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael, whichever one of them, whichever one of them is in a position to form a government, and if they need uh, independent votes, I'm not going to sit on the fence. I'm going to do the best deal I can possibly get for Cork South West and will not be shy to support a government, whichever one it is. Right. So, you know, yep. whatever way the Naming chips fall. Yes, I, I, I think I, I, I don't intend to be a hurler in the ditch. Right. And I think we can, I could, if, it was, if, that, if things fell that way, I think I have the, you know, I'd have the experience to, to get a good deal for West Cork. Right. And if things do fall that way, um, and if you were elected, what would be on your wish list, the top three things we'll say that you'd love to see? Well, I think here? for West Cork, I think it has been starved of infrastructure, right. finance, without a doubt. The N71 is just a classic example of that. That's one thing. I think our community hospitals, community care, commu um, and, and um, the hours that uh, carers are getting is just not enough. And I think that, that you know, our and hospitals, home, home our, home helps, our home helps and our community hospitals, I, they're certainly very much well up in my priority. And I, I think, um, you know, they're, they're talking about the, the broadband plan taking seven years to roll up, I, uh, roll out, I'd expect 
West Cork to be at the head of the rollout. Right. You know. Okay. And um, outside of politics now, what do you do to chill out and relax, or do you do anything? Can you oh. ever get away from it? Ah, uh, you do, you do, you do. And you know, sometimes politics can be chilling at times. Well, I, I enjoy, I enjoy sport. Um, I love going to a match. Hurling is, my, would, you know, be a great passion of mine. Um, I have a seven-year-old who keeps me busy. And uh, there's a tree house that's not finished, so when the election is over and the evenings get longer, <laughs> you know, on, on his wish finish, fin finishing <laughs> that project would be one of them, you know. <laughs> okay. So it's pl plenty to keep me going. All right. Okay. Well, thanks very much for coming in. Thanks, thanks very Coleman, good. And best of luck. Very good. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for listening to the Southern Star Election 2020 podcast. Don't forget to pick up this week's Southern Star for all the latest election news, including interviews with candidates, analysis, and comment. Available every Thursday in shops across West Cork and online from anywhere in the world via www.southernstar.ie. The Southern Star, your go-to destination for election 2020. Emma Connolly met up with the recently elected Munster Chair of the IFA, Court McSherry Farmer Harold Kingston, to see what the agricultural sector is hoping for after Saturday's election. So we are talking to Irish, the Irish Farmers Association Munster Regional Chair and Court McSherry Farmer, Harold Kingston. Welcome to our studio, Harold. Thank you. Um, in a moment, we'll be looking at the specifics of the IFA's election manifesto, what it is you're looking for in the upcoming um, election. But perhaps we might start by talking a little bit about the agricultural climate right now. Mm -hmm. How are things for farmers in West Cork? Well, I suppose this, this time of the year, we're always looking forward to spring, um, you know, ch chilly mornings and so on, and, and get, days getting brighter. So mm -hmm. uh, as a farmer, you're always optimistic. Um, of course, in the background, you're always worried about, you know, is the milk price going to, to exactly. rise as you expect it should do because markets are stabilising, yes. you know, beef. We hear about the situation in China with, with the pig meat and, and the uh, African swine fever there. And, you know, by rights, you know, protein products should be increasing in price, and it hasn't really increased in mm -hmm. price where it should well, we be. See the, we see the, the 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 strikes in Dublin all the time. So yeah, well, that's a different story again, I suppose. But um, you know, so mm -hmm. look, look, the, the 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 beef price needs to be rising um, just for for the sustainability of the of the industry. We see everybody else getting paid, mm -hmm. everybody else taking their margin, and unfortunately, the farmers are getting the margin. Brexit, um, of course, looming is, is as always large as there. Ever. Is always there, um, and and you know, we're we're, we're looking no, well, we know now for definite that the UK is definitely leaving mm -hmm. on, on 31st of January. Um, that's obviously first stage of, of, a, of a long process. Um, you know, we're then into transition periods where, you know, the fact that there's, there's a deal being, um, being accepted means that there's not going to be a sudden cliff edge on yeah. the 31st of January. But there's an awful lot of talking, an awful lot of negotiation to be done. Um, whether it's going to be cliff edge at the 31st of December 2020 or yeah. whether it's going to be properly sorted. We still don't know. There's uh, a lot going there's, on. There's a lot going on there. there, is, there uh, that's, is. as you said, outside of the time of the year, yeah. the workload, everything yeah. else. Yeah. So in your new role as uh, with, the, with the IFA, mm. you've obviously been quite involved in compiling the um, election manifesto. Mm. What is it that you're looking for when, and what is it that you want your members to be asking um, candidates when they come knocking on the door? Well, the first thing that I, I'd tell every member is, is, is make sure that when somebody calls to your door, don't just say thanks very much and we'll see you in five years. <laughs> Talk to them. Yeah. Um, because this is, this is a, a perfect opportunity to find out what, what they want to do for, for, for us as farmers, but also uh, what, what we need. I suppose for myself, in terms of, of timelines, the one that I'm most disappointed um, that hasn't happened in the outgoing government is the Fair Deal Scheme. 
because we had done an awful lot of work on, on that as an organisation. It was getting to the point where it would have, if, if the government had lasted to where, where we thought it was going mm -hmm. to go to next April or May, it would have been passed at that stage. And what is it that you were looking for? Well, there, there's, there's issues to do with the fact that if the Fair Deal Scheme is a fantastic idea whereby somebody going into a nursing home, the value of your house, there's 7.5% of it for three years used for to fund your nursing home care and after that then the, the state pays. The trouble with farms is that that's rated as commercial, so a 7.5% per year until the farmer's gone. And that effectively takes the, 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 um, the chance to work the farm from the next generation. Okay. So this was putting a timeline in place. It was putting the three-year um, limits in place. We weren't saying we don't want to pay anything for it, but it just meant that there was some bit of structure put there and it meant that the farm was secure mm -hmm. for the next generation. But that is because a big worry for it's, people. It's, a huge, it's, a huge, it's, costing, it's costing farm families money as, as of now mm -hmm. and the agreement was that it was to be backdated for the three years to allow for you know, so, so on. So you want that? So that needs to be priority number one. Put that in train, get this sorted because those families are, are in serious trouble mm -hmm. right now. Um, because of this. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing that we'd be looking for. The next one is, you mentioned Brexit, you know, we, we got a beam one <laughs> scheme um, and mm -hmm. I, I put in the number one on it because of the fact that there is a second stage. Okay. You know, a lot of the reason for beef price being poor, it's a European problem. Ireland is part of that. We now see where, where we, there is a, a gap between ourselves and, and the UK, but all, up, up to quite recently that gap wasn't really there. Mm -hmm. um, and, and because of the fact that it was political market disturbance um, and it was to do with the importing of, of other uh, beef, um, poultry products and so on into Europe, it's a political decision had decided our, our beef price in Europe. And we as an exporting nation were harder hit than any mm -hmm. other country in Europe. So we need, <coughs> we need actually to get that, that second uh, beam scheme in, in place. And, and is that on the table at the moment? or is it, 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 is, it is being looked at definitely on a European uh, scale. Um, the Irish government is looking for it, but they need to physically look for this properly and okay. not just let it drift because if it's left drift, it'll disappear. Okay. And, and there's farmers who, who since last um, 15 to May was when the last one cut off and people were taking a hit from then until, okay. until this past uh, autumn again. So that, that needs to be put in place. Beam too. The um, cap, of course. The cap negotiations are yeah, massive. Look, the, I think, you know, while, while in terms of Irish governments and budgets, there's limited, uh, there's a certain amount involved in that, but certainly we need to, to, to know that whoever is going to be negotiating on our behalf in Europe has a strong cap policy. Um, you know, it, it's a substantial amount of money coming mm -hmm. into Ireland every year, but more than that is the rules and regulations governing it. It's making sure that that money gets to people who are actually physically farming, as opposed to people who happen to own land. Um, you know, so it, it's about making sure that this is, is properly done. There is a new um, environmental part as part of this as well. And, and again, we just need to make sure that this is something that's going to be possible to actually see results from, from mm -hmm. an environmental point of view, and also make sure that the people who are actually physically looking after the environment, i.e. the farmer, um, gets actually access to that money without too much red tape taking all the money out of it. So again, speaking of the environment, mm. um, I mean, rightly or wrongly, a lot of people point the fingers very squarely at mm. farmers as mm. being largely responsible for our climate problem. Mm. That's probably a discussion for another day. But in terms of climate, <laughs> two, are, two hours later, yeah. In terms of climate, yeah. are you are you looking for anything specifically? Well, the the interesting thing is that when you look at agriculture and climate from an Irish point of view, um, it is the only sector in Ireland that actually has a proper plan in place 
accepted by government, part of the, the climate action programme. Unfortunately, we're not seeing it properly funded or, or, or being enacted. So that is one of the big things I'd be looking at. Okay. You know, people talk about. What, what might you well, be I suppose one of the main ones would be the, the renewable sector because, um, you know, whether it's windmills, solar farms, growing biomass, whatever, anaerobic digesters, mm-hmm. you need land for all of that. Farmers have the land for that. In yes. some cases, they're, they're, you know, the current enterprise mightn't be making an awful lot of money. This is a viable opportunity. Yeah. It's also going to actually stop us having to import fossil fuels into into the country, which is the primary driver of of climate change, is the use of fossil uh-huh. fuels in the last 150 years. Um, so farmers actually have a solution here. Unfortunately, unless the market is actually there, people who originally planted miscanthus lost their shirts over it um, when 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 that scheme was originally introduced for to produce biomass. We now need to see a situation where instead of just simply a big company coming in, planting a windmill in the middle mm-hmm. of the farm and paying rent, that the farmer can actually get in and, and as part as of it. Have a scheme that, that um, the farmer can sell into Sell into the grid, the grid. What, what, and whether that's or to do with so, so, solar on top of, of, uh, of our, uh, the roofs inside mm. of the yard. What, you know, it doesn't Which have is being to be, encouraged, yeah, isn't yeah, it? it? It's being encouraged in a, in a lot of cases, but unfortunately it doesn't pay properly. Uh, to, in, to either install or to well, well, financially over over the period of the time that you own on on the the equipment, unless you use all the power yourself, you can't sell back okay. into the grids. You know, there's there's so many different uh, and things. And is, uh, yeah. is there posi- are you hearing positive feedback on that, or are, are people listening to what you're saying? We're they're, they're listening, but I'm not sure they're actually hearing right. <laughs> exactly what we need. So and, you want and, your members yeah, to keep. Yeah, look, look, we, yeah, we need we need to actually see see movement on this mm. um, because we can deliver on this. You know, wh- whether it's to do with you know, there's lots of things we can do on 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 the farm side in terms of looking at at our soil structure. You know, looking at all different things, mm. uh, efficiencies of our animals and that. And, far- but, and farmers, by and large, are uh, oh, on yeah. board with all of that. Oh, very much. Mm. Yeah, very much. Like we're, we're we're you know, if if you actually look at the the whole carbon cycle and so on. You know, people are now realizing the value of um, carbon storage in our soils, the value of of what land can do to tackle climate. Farmers have always been, you know, that's part of the natural carbon cycle. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you grow grow crops or or keep animals, there is always going to be emissions, but the soil takes it back in to grow the next part of the crop. Mm-hmm. So that natural cycle has always been there. Um, through new research, we can actually enhance that. Um, and, and certainly the, the renewable side, we can certainly... Uh, That's where you can really make oh, yeah, some we contributions. Can make, make big contributions there, definitely. Very good. Yeah. Um, I suppose, how do your members feel the outgoing government have performed? How, how, how would they rate... Mm. How would they rate the outgoing government? And I suppose mm. specifically mm. the mm. agriculture minister, who's mm. a candidate in a constituency not too far not from too here, far from here, Cork, yeah. Cork I, Northwest. Passed some of his posters. Uh, early On well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, I suppose uh, personally, I'm, 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 I, I love elections. Okay, um, I'm, I'm a floating voter. I'm not a member of any party, mm-hmm. so I, I actually love the the whole process. I, um, I know I went to tough election myself for to get into the DIPA position, down to the, but down to the came wire. right down to the wire and recounts and everything. So I, I ho- love the whole process. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of the the most thing and, and, and success of governments, what I've noticed is there's loads of promises, loads of things happening. But similar to the fair deal, the timelines are too too long, mm-hmm. and 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 in a lot of cases, the the bureaucracy takes over. And I think ministers, you know, need to take charge of their job. You know, the 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 officials are are there, make use of them, 
drive them on. Okay. And and if you if you actually um, you know decide to take take your portfolio and run with it properly, then I think there's an awful lot can be delivered by putting in timelines and by driving the thing on rather than just you know. Is that a roundabout way of saying you'd like? To see more results. Oh, definitely. Yeah. 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 Um, more results. Yeah. yeah. Less talking. Too. Yeah. Okay. Well, look, the, the, like an awful lot of what we do is in terms of we need a tough negotiator on the European side and mm-hmm. so on. But I think, you know, the minister needs to take charge and whatever minister is, is in charge, they need to, you know, everybody's going to bring their own particular slants to it. I don't know whether the current minister is going to get elected. Mm. I don't know is the current minister going to be the new Minister for Agriculture, yeah. we haven't a clue what, what, what we're facing into. Yeah. It could be a completely different party in charge. Who knows? Um, but whoever it is, they need to actually take charge of this and drive it on themselves um, and not, not, not sit back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess bottom line, mm. if you're a farmer in West Cork, be plucky. It's up. Be optimistic. Oh, yeah. yeah, and, and but get and, your message yeah. across to yeah. the guys when they come knocking on your definitely. door. Definitely, and and definitely vote because that is critical. Um, you know, farmers um, are generally speaking one of the highest um, turnouts of, of of the demographic oh, really? people to actually vote yeah. and vote because yeah. we're generally more more involved and more exercised by the whole process. Um, but yeah, it's a case. Make sure you get out and vote, and make sure you you quiz these people properly. We actually, and, have, and yeah. of course, we should mention we have a dairy farmer running in our constituency, Senator mm. Tim Lumbert, mm. so mm. he should be well... He, well, well there, there, there's, there's a number of people with, with, with farming backgrounds uh, and, and so on, you know, um, yeah, I won't start naming them because mm-hmm. if I start naming them, I'll, I'll miss one, of mm-hmm. course, obviously, but yeah, the, yeah the, look, everybody is, is, knows that, that how important agriculture is to, to Cork South West in particular, which is, is my own constituency. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you look at, at the Carberry situation where, you know, um, we generally ha- we, we have a very high stocking rate of, of, uh, of, of animals and livestock mm. in West Cork because that's what we're best suited to. Of course. You see the fact that two thirds of the Carberry suppliers are in derogation. You know, that type of, of um, intensity, that level of, of involvement of agriculture in the entire economy of, of West Cork. I think any politician, whether they're from a dairy background or, or from, from a teaching background or whatever background, they, they need to listen to the it. farmers and, and because it's a big part of what, what they'll be involved in. Uh, um, That's a good point. It's the, it's the whole economy of, of West Cork. You know, you look at the Taste of West Cork Food Festival, all these things without actually having farmers to produce food, you're not going to have they that in the happen. first place. Listen to the farmers. That, Absolutely. And it's all yeah. to play for. Yeah. Carl, thanks. We'll talk again okay. post-election, but that, that was very interesting. Thanks for coming in to, to join us today. Thanks. thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Southern Star Election 2020 podcast. Don't forget to pick up this week's Southern Star for all the latest election news, including interviews with candidates, analysis and comment. Available every Thursday in shops across West Cork and online from anywhere in the world via www.southernstar.ie. The Southern Star, your go-to destination for election 2020. Reporter Jackie Kyo took to the streets of Bantry recently to talk to voters about their views on the upcoming election. Mary McCarthy, you're out shopping here in Bantry today. Can you tell me what do you think is the important election issues in Bantry? For Bantry, the most important uh, at the moment probably would be any cutting of services at Bantry General Hospital. Um, That would be the main concern. Okay. And how do you think Bantry is faring? I think Bantry is doing pretty well. We've got good, I think we've good representatives here who are, who have an interest in 
the people and in the, the people of the town, also the surrounding areas, particularly in the r- rural communities. Very good. And um, would you say who you'd be voting for? I wouldn't be prepared to say yet. I haven't quite decided. I'll okay. keep that one under my cap That's for the fine. moment. But you're, you're satisfied? Okay. I am. I am, yes. Great. Yes. Thank you for talking to me. Danny Smith, you're a local artist and a postman, and I've interrupted you on your rounds to ask you a few <laughs> questions. No problem. What are the election issues in Bantry? I said the main one for me would be uh, rural Ireland. I think it's disgraced with the government is treating it, you know. Okay. And think What's the politicians, the politicians in Dublin seem to think everything stops at Dublin, but there's more, there's more to that. You know, it's sad they've seen places closed down and pubs and restaurants and even the the tax on the food now that's come back up to touch. It's ridiculous, like you know, all these little small little shops, even in Bantry, you know, small shops, restaurants. They are supply people, they employ them. You know, the people in college and they come back from the weekend and gives them jobs and most places are kind of closing because like, they they can't keep between insurance okay. and so the, the taxes and all that is, you know. Yes, the insurance certainly has is an issue. Um, will you be saying these things to local politicians oh, when I will, they come I will, around? Yeah. I definitely will, yeah. You know, even health and hospitals and that is, like the children's hospital in Dublin North is very important, like, but what they, what they overspent on it is ridiculous. Like, you know, if there was any other business, there'd be people sacked over it, but it's the same circle of and, and cronyism, you're con- you know. you concerned about the hospital here in Bantry? Oh, I'm very concerned, yeah. You know, it's great for the Bantry in the local area, and Castle Beer, Alleys, Irie's. They're not Bantry, geez, they have to travel miles, eh? Okay. You know? There has been a lot of investment in Bantry um, in recent years. Oh, they have, yeah. But they, in fairness, like, Bantry's it's coming up leaps and bounds you know and even there's a fierce community spirit here you know even the shops and locals and that like but we're still you know we still could do a bit more like okay you know and um are, do you have any political leanings danny are you voting for any one person in particular? Oh, <laughs> i keep that a secret <laughs> all right danny thank secret. you for talking to me <laughs> thanks jackie sarah harrington what are the election issues here in bantry well, I think recently you're probably aware of um, Bantry Hospital is our biggest issue here now at the moment. You know, I think anybody you speak to will tell you how important it is to us. Um, not just us, people far and wide. Okay. Without Bantry Hospital, we're just another number on a trolley in CUH, which is already full to combustion, you know. Okay. And can you tell me, um, are there any other issues around the town that you think deserve attention? roads okay. <laughs> as always I think most towns will say it but yeah especially our roads you know coming into Bantry and leaving Bantry it's very important you know and uh, do you think you're well represented in Bantry politically I think Michael Collins really stands out he really does listen and he you know he's a normal Joseph he's not he's not somebody that's living in Dublin in in their own Dublin bubble you know he sees for himself what all these things means to us Okay, so I'm guessing you're voting for him. Absolutely, yeah. Michael Collins, number one, yeah. (laughs) All right, then. Thank you for talking to me. You're very welcome. Um, What are your politics coming into this election? Um, I've maintained that, to be honest with you. But I'm also a firm believer in um, individuals who've proven themselves in the past, work-wise. I'd certainly consider any party 
if the people are delivering locally. I know that when you run for election and the all, it's supposed to be more of a national thing, but the reality of it is really at the end of the day, local people are voting for locals to deliver. So, so who's delivering? Um, um, Michael Collins certainly has been up there. I mean, anybody living locally can see that he's doing a lot of work on the ground. Um, I don't agree with um, one or two things that he has been done I, the, in relation to the 8th. I was kind of well, not surprised, but I mean, at the same time, um, I, I think overall he's really a really community-based person at the moment who really need that down here. All right, so that's <coughs> translating as a vote for you? Um, I'm considering everybody, but yeah, I, I would certainly be considering Michael as a, as a vote, yeah. Right, so what's right with Bantry and what's wrong with Bantry? What's right with Bantry, I suppose, Bantry, in the last number of years, I suppose, I, I, you probably may be aware of the, the project group that was, was started uh, about two years ago. Um, myself and Adrian Cronin and the Business Association got Deirdre Fitzgerald to chair a combined uh, committee of all the different groups in town and since that has happened there's been a really good cohesion so a lot of different projects have taken off as a result which is fantastic and that's the town finally working together there has been a few difficulties in the past with that happening and that's coming together now and as a, as a result of that other bodies outside of the town such as the county council I suppose um, um, and any other group like that they can see that the town is working hard to, to develop so it's, uh, it's quite positive that way And what's not right with Bantry? Um, well, Bantry's fantastic yeah. <laughs> um, What do you need? What's your shopping list? Well, our, our shopping, we need a, I mean, I'm in the restaurant business but we need more and I'm glad to see that O'Connor's restaurant <clears throat> has been taken on by, I haven't met the guy yet uh, I am the, it's, a, it's a decent sized restaurant at this time of the year, off season. It's, it's good for business for the rest of us. But during the summertime, if Bantry wants to develop and become a bit more of a destination, we have to provide um, good food um, all year round, really. Um, and uh, it, it, there's room for a few more restaurants in town, as far as I'm concerned. Um, I think that um, we really need to focus on developing one of our biggest assets, which is the harbour. And that's kind of ongoing at the moment with the Port of Cork and Cork County Council and the Bantry Marine Community Group who are in the process of developing a marine centre in the Abbey area. So hopefully that will all come to fruition in the next number of years. It's a slow burner. But yeah. Actually, dear Major, it was remiss of me at the start not to say that you're chairman of? The Bantry Business Association. And Bantry you're working Business Association. in close association on all these projects? Yes. Very good. Be, yeah, yeah. Now, um, before I switch off, anything else you want to add? Um, I suppose the biggest thing at the moment is <clears throat> going into this election and I don't know if it's, it's, it's going to make a difference if we lobby the current TDs because we don't know who will be sitting there after the 8th um, of, of February. Uh, but Bantry Hospital is, um, is the biggest issue at the moment in Bantry as far as I'm concerned. It's, it's a community hospital, it's a general hospital, it's been uh, the backbone of the town for a number of generations now and any... Um, any moves by the HSC, HSC to downgrade it or do anything would be would be met with um, uh, a lot of opposition, and I firmly believe that the people that the HSC are responsible for this should look beyond their accountants and realise the value of this hospital in the area as a backbone of the community, okay. um, as a f a fabric of the the rural lifestyle. Minister Ring should be down here, um, and to see what this offers the town as he, he's involved in the. He's the minister that uh, uh, deals with uh, rural affairs and also Simon Harris. Again, do we talk to these guys or do we talk to the likes of Jerry O'Dwyer and the HSE? Whoever it be, they need to know that it's more than a financial, um, a financial issue, a cost issue around the hospital. This is beyond, uh, you, you couldn't describe what valuable this is in more ways. 
than okay. one to the whole area of West Cork and South Kerry as well. That's great. Thank you, Dermot. Trish Messi, you're the owner of a busy business here in Bantry. But can you tell me, um, can you tell us what are the election issues facing the town? I think Bantry Hospital, um, rural transport, getting people in and out. Um, I think the local community are very good. You know, we, we get together, we have the Save the Kelp campaign. I, I think the community getting together is the just fighting different issues. Okay, and are you saying that you don't have any faith in the politicians or do you think they're doing their best? Yes and no. I think um, it's uh, local politics, so they can't drive the big issues. Um, but they can start the change, I suppose, really. Okay, you know. so they do have influence, is what you're saying? Uh, okay. Yes, a little bit, yes. Okay. And um, Tricia, are you likely to indicate what your political preference would be? I or? think I might go Social Democrats, maybe, okay. Holly. I haven't decided, or Danny, or Noel Collins, um, Danny's brother. Uh, Michael Collins. Michael Collins. Yes. Oh my God. No problem. That's fine. <laughs> Sorry, Michael. Yes, it's early in the day. And can I ask you as well, Trish, um, there has been a lot of investment in Bantry. Do you think the town is thriving? Uh, yeah, it's beginning to. I can see it, you know, there's a bit of development. There's, you know, the, the, the walkways in a bad way, and that's being developed now again. It's been closed off for a couple of weeks so they're um, redoing it because it's been sinking with the few storms we've had and yeah I think so I think yeah it's right. a pretty town it is a pretty town and just on that the town is one um, best kept town in Ireland do you think that has engendered greater civic pride sorry do you think that has engendered greater civic pride it has definitely yeah I think we're all aware of the no poster campaign is really driving it now and you know, none of us want to see rubbish around. Lovely. You know. Any last thoughts, Trish? No. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Southern Star Election 2020 podcast. If you enjoyed it, please make sure to rate, review and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Acast, Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to another Southern Star Media podcast production. Stay connected to West Cork by subscribing to our e-paper and support local, quality and trusted journalism. Visit www.subscribe.southernstar.ie